Hi guys! Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I am your host, Jessica. And once again, it's a solo episode, and that is because I got an arc of Breaking Badger by Shelley Lawrenson, and if you are any kind of fan of this podcast, you know I love me some Shelley Lawrenson, and the Honey Badgers are amazing, so I cannot wait to go and tell you all about this book. But first, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping, right? So, I am going to give you guys a heads up on what to expect over the next couple months. So September is going to be a month where I do a, a bunch of little things. My schedule has been kind of hardcore. <laughs> I'm going through A1 to B1 in six months. To my European friends, you know just how hard that is. To my American friends, basically imagine two years of a foreign language in six months and a high concentration on German grammar to boot. So it's a bit of a thing. I'd also like to do an episode of Tenth Kingdom, so if anyone is down, please let me know. I love that miniseries like you would not believe. I'd actually like to do some more miniseries throughout, you know, the next couple years talking about them because back in the day, NBC had quite the idea and sci-fi kind of followed up and I liked that. So, like I said, email, Twitter, Damsel's Podcast, normal. Also, I needed to add that I have been uploading on Just Checks Out, but not while I was on break for either podcast or this, for the most part. I am uploading more, and I do talk a little bit, of, a little bit about romance in the YouTube channel, but not a lot. I don't know how uploading is going to go for the rest of the year, and I mentioned that here because my teeth things have to go on. I have been approved to get help with them, and that is amazing. And it's helpful, and it's just it will make my life so much easier. And my list will go away, which is kind of nice. I don't like it because I didn't have it to start with, and I feel kind of awkward about it, which is another reason I do not record that much. I have to be honest sometimes. I cannot wait, but it's going to be a throughout the year thing, which I mentioned in the episode Dear Enemy, but I am reiterating in case this is your first episode and you're wondering why I had such a long break and what's been going on. I am starting to get it done in this month in August of 2021, and I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm assuming for the rest of the year because I have to pull a tooth. I can only do like one a week, and I also have to get some work done on my, you know, my mouth and getting it situated so I can get the fake <laughs> teeth in there, and I cannot wait. But it's it's been a whole thing, so I'm letting you have that heads up as well. All right. Last thing, <laughs> and that is, thank you so much to my patrons. I honestly could not do this without you. I know it sounds like something trite, but it really is. And I have some new things coming up. I have a few episodes that are Patreon only, and they are about romance books. I have been reading, for the record. <laughs> I don't talk about them necessarily on the main podcast, but I do read more romance than you would think and so I'll be talking about them a little bit and I have the checklist coming up a couple more I've been keeping things where they need to be if you would like to join that would be great please feel free it's at patreon.com slash damsels podcast consistency is key guys Instagram I honestly forget Instagram most of the time I don't even remember it from my bookstagram <laughs> I'm really awful about that. I'm sorry. It just, it takes a lot of effort and time to do that. And I just, 
don't have that patience right now. Again, I spend so much time doing German grammar and trying to figure it out and figure out what all these verbs mean and why they're there and why they break apart and all this other kind of stuff. Like, I, I just, I very, <laughs> very easily keep things on items that do not take a lot of brain power right now. Hopefully by the end of January when my course will be over, hopefully, barring any new breakdown and lockdown rules that may occur if we keep climbing up, I can find that positioning. So, I'm going to give a shout out thanks to Lilith and Holly who have recently joined, and I thank you so much for that, as well as the Elm Sisters who honestly support this podcast a lot with offering books for me to read and in patreon.com specifically i am going to be talking about daphne and velma which was a ya movie and i'm also going to be reading a book and that is exclusive it's not romance but it was a request and i thought it was a very reasonable request and i appreciated the fact that i was able to see this and one of them will be with my husband and the other one will actually be with patron Dottie, who i previously called dd anyway Thank you so much for that, and I cannot wait to record, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and also to Carrie, who has always stood behind me as soon as she started listening. She's constantly coming up with things. She runs Muppet Profiles. If you want to listen, give that a listen to which Dottie will be on there soon talking about Abby. And I have been on there quite a few times, as well as... Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, who we started around the same time, and it's been amazing watching her glow up, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for always being here for the podcast, even when I was not necessarily tuned in, she was, and that's really important for me to have that kind of community. So thank you guys so much, and I cannot wait to get to know my new patients a little bit more, too, so... If you want to join, it's patreon.com, and you can start with a dollar a month. I tried to make it as simple as I could, up to $12 a month, so just let me know. Okay, housekeeping done. Like, eight minutes in. We're doing good. We're doing good. I cannot wait to talk about Breaking Badger. Can you? Because I cannot. Because I love the Prides. I love the Pride series. Like, there are certain books that I will put down and read right away and it's always going to be a Shelley Lawrenson book for me for one of those because I know I'm going to laugh out loud so back in the day I used to love Mary Janice Davidson which some of you may have already read and heard me talk about before and Lawrenson kind of gives me that same vibe there's a sense of tongue-in-cheek and it's different in how it's set up but there's obviously a very love of the genre and I am so into that and I love how the women in the Pride series are, they're, they're just hilarious because they're each individual, but they also take no shit. And I'm sure you've noticed that's kind of my jam as a reader. I like it when the interior of a character matches the exterior and how they connect. And I like how the women interact. And of course, the men, they are, there are men and I enjoy them too, but I really enjoyed the the way the women have kind of found their own place to be, right? Like, you have Tony and Liv, you've got, you know, um, Celia and Deanne, and you've, of course, got the mini honey badgers and how they've kind of, like, broken off and created their own worlds. And so I was so excited to read Breaking Badger because, for one thing, <laughs> the lead character's name is Mads. 
And if you're wondering why I'm laughing so hard, Dottie, patron Dottie, actually had a character in a D&D campaign called Mads. So every time I read this book, I just laughed a little bit harder. And I could not stop. I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. And the fact that there's a connection between the Honey Badgers and Scylla. Yeah, Scylla. I love that because it's, I didn't expect the connection. And I just, I I like it when my world's... And the spinoffs kind of combined because I've also read several of Shelley Lawrence's like smaller ones that you could buy, you know, for a much cheaper price because Kensington can sometimes be pricey. And I'm going to say it's probably going to be a pricey ebook, so be prepared for that. But I do think this book is worth buying. I love the fact that. <laughs> so Stevie is very much like a Mickey in her series. Mickey and Stevie, of course, being phenomenal geniuses that just kind of like can create and warp time space whatever doesn't really matter if they need to or not you just kind of do those things you crack into codes you didn't even know were supposed to be existing there right but Mads is not like that and Mads is more she's more like Max who is Stevie's sister I should mention okay so I should go I should mention who the those three are so to back up a little bit the Honey Badger books are spinoffs of the Pride series. And one thing I really like is the fact that each little, like, deviation has their own space, right? And so the McKilligans, <laughs> it takes me a little while to say that, are Honey Badgers. It's a trio of sisters, and they each have their own individual <laughs> places and spaces. Charlie is the older sister who will absolutely and literally kill for her sisters. She also has some issues. They all have issues because their dad is very much a bad guy. And you have Stevie, again, who is the physicist that no one could have dreamed of. And then you have Max, who is the chaotic angel demon on the shoulders of both her sisters. And they quarrel and they fight and they have fun. And it's because of those three you get to know Mads. And that's why I'm giving you a background on that. So Mads has been friends with the sisters for since like school at some point. And they were pretty young. I would say probably like maybe middle school, high school, somewhere around there. So they were young and they've been friends for quite a while. And they kind of run together as well as the other friends that Max made along the way because Max is the lead end to the Mads story. And I love it. <laughs> Because what they do is they set up how different the Honey Badger families are and how they survive. Like, in this case, Mads is just like, yo, okay, let's go on this crazy adventure, whatever, it's Max. Fine, fine, fine. And you find her love story along the way. But what I really appreciated was how, like, down for the found family she was. And how everyone knows how to react. And the different, like, almost found sistership you have between the friends so you've got like talk who likes to make things go boom and you've got streep nicknamed after meryl streep because she's a woman who'd very much like to be an actress but comes from a very well-to-do family so it's kind of an idea by the way talk's real name is emily but i kind of like her as talk and then you have nelly who is of course an interesting in and out kind of strategist and cast all these names really work together in some kind of weird way. 
And I, I appreciate how the friendship group works. Because sometimes you don't have that feeling when it comes to books. They can be kind of surface level friendships. But it's very clear these are people that have taken <laughs> each other out of the fire numerous times. Because they work as covert operatives basically. You know, going in, stealing shit that needs to be stole because they're honey badgers and this is what they do best. But also they work together as... A cohesive group when someone's been fucking with the other one. And so when we meet the love interest Finn, who is a Malone, which if anyone knows the connection, we all know Stella. I like the fact that you know, there's that connection because they're known as the Black Malones, meaning that you just don't basically fuck with them. Because after what happened to their dad and his murder, it didn't go so well. I really appreciated the fact that he's a Siberian tiger, like a lot of the, like, you know, Stella is also a tiger, but I really appreciated the fact that they talk about the family a little bit, and how they kind of move together, and how they were Irish travelers, yes, and you can definitely see how the three older brothers, you have Keen, who's, of course, the oldest, and you also have Shay. So Finn, of course, is the male love interest in this book for Mads' female love interest. And I really liked how Finn was kind of a good balance to the chaos that Max and Mads can bring. Mads is a little less mad than you would think. But she's definitely someone that will hurt first, question later. But she's not really as dramatic as Max, who, as this book says, can destroy a whole ecosystem just because she wants to. So I appreciated that Mads and Finn were a little bit different because you have Liv and her love interest in her book. And in that one, I mentioned Liv because Liv is also <laughs> Honey Badger and kind of like the entranceway to the entire Honey Badgers. And so you have her, and she's much more cold and methodical, whereas the McKilligan sisters are a little bit more... Mm, they will overthink things, but it's not to the extent that, like, Liv will, right? But apparently it's a honey badger thing to live in cabinets. Anyway, that's just a thing that apparently we do now. I'm down with it. But what I really liked about the romance in this one was that it kind of came over time, right? Because Mads was playing the in the middle. <laughs> Sorry for any distracting noise. Penny decided to jump on the couch. She heard, that was her little claws going click, 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 across the floor. Anyway, so Mads is a little bit more balanced, but still has no problem having entire, like, storage lockers full of things, which made me think of Sophie from Leverage. I had a very, like, Sophie from Leverage vibe here, especially when other people kept putting stuff in her storage rooms that she didn't know about. And I like the fact that all these little groups of honey badgers are putting down roots in different ways, and they all have issues with their mothers, it seems like. Apparently being a mother and, and that and a uh, honey badger are not always the best things. I will say one thing that I did not necessarily like was the fact that like the love story, the romance element of this book was a little bit pushed back in favor of highlighting some of the other characters. And I know people have also said that about side changelings in later books. I haven't read them, but I've noticed that comment before about that on Twitter. 
and so I'm, I'm sure it just comes with having so many lists of characters and how so many are integral to each other. Especially since, I mean, shifters, they're fairly prevalent in this series, but they're not like a large majority of people. And so it, there's a level of that. And so I really appreciated that. And the fact that the, the McKilligans and the Malones didn't know who was trying to kill who. Because they both are kind of on the shit list for shifter fractions and factions within the community. So they weren't quite sure who was trying to go after who. But once it happened, it was a no-go. And there is one scene. So I love Charlie. Charlie is a shifter that cannot change. But she's still got a lot of the shifter strengths. And I really appreciated in the shifter strengths one that uh, she really did some badassery and I was totally down for it. I'm all about those kind of scenes. I love action scenes where women can be action heroes and not necessarily like the damsel in distress. Hence the title of this podcast. I just I feel like as much as I enjoyed it, I wish there'd been more romance because it feels like Mads and Finn kind of kinda of get the back burner sometimes in order to play out the plot, which I mean valid. I just wish it had been given a little bit more of the forefront because it was interesting watching them come to conclusions. I mean, it's faded mates, right? Because that's just how paranormal romances work. But I really enjoyed the fact that they didn't feel rushed. Like, it's a faded mates, but it's not like, oh, I'm in love with this person just because. It's got a little bit more of Eileen Wilkes's Lily and Rue to it and the fact that just because it happens doesn't mean you're going to be happy about it but it doesn't mean you're upset about it either you just you're in that weird place mentally for it and you know Finn was having to make room and he was having to do these things and he's like what is going on why am I helping these guys and then as the story unfolds you see them going to different locations doing different things finding answers that they may have not gotten on their own because the Honey Badger network is massive. Like, it's across the globe. If you want to know who's doing what illegally and how they're doing it, find the right auntie or find the right mama and you will find out everything you need to know. The men may not say a whole lot, but the women know exactly what's going on. And I really appreciated that whole element. And I like the kind of jet-setting parts of this book. And I say jet-setting because... I mean, spoilers a little bit, but they have to go look for somebody, and along the way, they have to go to many different places. I will say, I kind of missed having more of Tony's family, because Tony's family are jackals, and it's very interesting because, you know, jackal and honey badger being friends, but it really works. Anyway, but Tony's family adds a lot, I think, to books sometimes, and I think it would have really worked in this book, I think, especially the... The, the way these would have, they would have clashed quite a bit, but it wouldn't have entirely. Because Stevie is friends with <laughs> one of Tony's little brothers who has some psychopathic tendencies, we'll say. But is a very, very celebrated artist. Because they're all child prodigies in that family. I mean, half the characters in these series are prodigies. But it's not in a way of being obnoxious. It's, it's almost like a way of being normalized and I know that there's been a lot of talk about education and stuff and receiving an education but not all of these people have got their education the more formal way and if they did they left because temperamental artist 
So I really appreciate that. And Lawrenson added so much humor in this book. Oh my good lord. Well, like the line about how Max could <laughs> destroy an entire ecosystem and how she's an apex predator in her own right. She may not be like a wolf or a bear or a tiger, but she can still kill with the best of them if she needs to. And she has that ability. And if she gets involved in it, it's not great because that's how Max is. And with Mads, I, I think that she was a little bit more hesitant to kill. Just a bit. But... As a unit, she and her co-workers and her friends, they really work together as, without needing to speak, really. And if they did speak, it was to state the obvious, but it would be like, well, you're going to come and help me do this thing, whatever. And I love this book when I read it. I just, I was so into it. And I really liked how Matt is unintimidated by the history of Finn's family and the destruction they can cause i think in part because of her friendships with the mckilligan the mckilligans i'm just gonna call them the killies at this point and she could handle the fact that like siberian tigers had a pack of dogs in the backyard and they were taken care of and she would do all this kind of looking into things and i just thought it was really great and the fact i, I really by the way i also enjoyed finn's family like his mom is great she's got that guilt trip down and I, I appreciated how that really worked out and i will say and one thing i really like about Lawrence's books is there's a diversity of cast in the books and what i mean is it's like you know finn is half irish the name alone but his mother is also from the steeps so there's a lot of diversity in species <laughs> but also in real-time race. And I think that's really important to put in there because it's realistic. Like, most of these stories are based in New York City. And they all come from different areas. And it's very clear and it's very written out so you know that it's not, like, sex in the city. And I appreciate that because it's one thing that always used to drive me crazy when I lived in Atlanta was you would either see an all-white or an all-black cast, and the thing is, is there's so many ethnicities in Atlanta that it really bugged the hell out of me, so I'm happy to see these kind of books where you get a variety of experiences and expectations and cultural significances that still stay there, you know, like that, that matters to them, and I, I really appreciate that, because you have like Stevie, who's half honey badger, half tiger, and Charlie is like half wolf, half honey badger. You know, it, there's this nice variety of backgrounds and places and experiences and how these like cultures we know are still transformed. And I, I really appreciate that when I'm reading this because it makes it much, much more enjoyable when you're reading a couple who are experiencing new things and having to kind of come to terms with things on their own. Like what Mads is <laughs> family and ideas from the Midwest might do, you know, Finn's family would have no interest in doing. And so I think that's a nice, it's a nice way of highlighting diversity without making it a sticker mark. And, you know, Matt is very much from the Midwest because that's where her family is from. And she's got some really 
fucked up family issues too. Like that's also a hallmark for Shelley Lawrence's series, so that is that too across the board. But one thing I really appreciate is, is like it wasn't just her found family that had her back. It was also the Malones because she had gone to help the Malones, right? There's a feeling of community, and I love that. I think that's so important in books. And when you add in the different levels of communication and who does what and how they do it, it, just, it all really works for me in general. So I don't want to give too much away about the book, but I really want to talk about I really want to talk about the found family aspect of this book because it makes Mads who she is because she knows she can depend on her family. And that includes like the other members of the other girl's family too. It's not just a singular little found family. That's her core found family. That's the ones who helped her do what needed to be done. But it wasn't her only source, you know, like it kind of extended out. And I really like how shifters, when shifters are loyal, they're loyal to a fault. And I think that's something that we really need to see now, especially in the current year and a half, two years, decade, however long this world is going to exist like this. And so I think it's really important to highlight that families are families no matter where you come from and no matter how they form. And when they have your back, it makes your world so much better. And it makes when you fall in love so much better. Because you have people that will call you on your shit, and they do. They call Mads on her shit when she's being really <laughs> not smart. But they also take the time to push her up when she needs it, and they have her back when it's against a wall. And I think that's especially important because in the Honey Badgers, it can be very cutthroat. Like, these kind of groups are outside the norm, and I can't wait for the next book. I Honestly, like, these are some of my favorite books that I read every year. I was going to buy this book regardless because that's how much I like these books. I don't have all of the books, but I have a good chunk of them. And I really appreciate when I can get access to them for this kind of stuff. So if you don't read this book because very, very pricey, I can suggest her Magnus Pack books and the other ones. I can't remember the name, but they're part of the like, like here, kitty, kitty and stuff like that. I definitely recommend them. There's also some of her novellas, and really they're, they're short stories. She's put out as individual stories that are also like under $3. So if you want to give them a try, do that. Also, there's a lot of box sets. If you're really, if you're really, really lucky, you can find some box sets that are often at a good price. That's how I actually found Shelly. I love her books. I think that we need more happy books. Like... And I, I mean happy action books. Let me be clear about that. Happy action books. I don't need grim dark. I live in reality. Grim dark is our existence at this point. Between pandemics of any kind. Almost pandemics of any kind. Mother nature. Really not liking people being existing on her planet anymore. Political social there there's just there are so many things that are going wrong and i love that i can get lost in an action book that really highlights the way people communicate right and so i really i enjoy that and there's so many different kind of shifters in this book like there's a panda bear shifter which you don't really think of as a predator but hey guess what it's a predator so 
it's just a very nice way of seeing things and i can't wait to see what else comes out because we have the honey badgers i really really want Lawrence to go back to tony's jackal family because it's a bunch of child prodigies that tony has taken care of as the oldest for ages as almost like their own personal secretary and that's how she got her job with the hockey team the shifter hockey team oh yeah there's a hockey like there's a shifter only hockey team which has got like co-ed and there's like football and this one mentions football because the, the malones are football players it's great it's fun i get so excited when we go to the sports complex the sports arena i appreciate the fact that i can read these books get lost in them and just enjoy the hell out of them not always possible so highly recommend the book. I didn't, I guess I didn't want to review too much because this is going up before the book comes out and it is available on August 31st. So I wanted to kind of give it a heads up a little bit beforehand because I wanted to pump it up and talk about Mads. And I, again, I especially love the name Mads because of Dottie. Dottie really made me love that name and the fact that like, you know, Max and Mads are thick as thieves. I, I could see Mads fitting into the worlds that Dottie creates in her D&D play, which if you ever want to do anything fun, you can probably listen to her play D&D. I should mention that she plays with a bunch of people, and I will have that link in the description and the notes, whatever it's called, man, just the box. I'm just going to start calling the thing the box between this and YouTube. I just remember number... I never remember where things go. So I'm going to have that linked below. It's Jernus Plays on Twitch. I want to call that out because it can be sometimes fun to listen to people play. Especially when you have such unusual characters and voices and action. And again, I love comedy with action, right? And the Jernus Plays group are pretty good also i should mention editor spin is in there too so you know my husband's involved in there so it's a little bit of a promotion but not so much a promotion as i just think it's fun to watch and listen to because i've actually posted it on twitter a couple times because dotty had mads actually made into an old style 70s romance cover novel and there's a series, and it's great, and I just kind of want you guys to be aware of that, and I will have that linked below. Devillo makes those, and they're great to look, because they seem very 70s, like even painted style. So she's got some more coming out for her characters when the time comes, the future characters, but that one was, I think, very important. Okay, guys, that is enough for now. It's going to be a little less than 40 minutes or right at 40 minutes. So I don't want it to keep you too long because I know you guys have lives too. And it's very hard to listen to me at two times speed because I never shut up. And I talk very, 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 very fast. Ask a German. Hi, guys. So I'm going to put this at the end and I hope you will join me. If you would like to be on the podcast, I am covering four books in Halloween and it's going to be a theme of dragons i had planned on fractured fairy tales however i didn't really read enough of those that were new and i didn't want to repeat myself so i did find some dragon ones so i was like oh cool so there are four and i'm going to go over them and i'm going to tell you where to find them right now on chirp books you can find in pursuit of dragons by ann renwick for 99 cents it's an audiobook 
You can also find Muscle Up Dragons by Michelle Ziegler and Firefighter Dragons Next Door Mate by Alicia Banks on Kindle Unlimited. I tend to use Kindle Unlimited a lot because it's easier access for me, especially being overseas and getting to read more books. And there, all these books should be under like 250 pages, except the last one, which was a little bit longer, I believe, and that is How to Date Your Dragon by Molly Harper. I have never covered Molly Harper, but I love her books. She's one of those very excited ones. <laughs> and if you hear the lisp, it's because I'm still getting my teeth work done, and so there's a lot of stuff that's going on with that. Okay, so if you would like to get in contact and would like to talk about any of these books, please email me at damselspodcast at gmail.com and put in Dragon Month or Halloween or just something to let me know. As well as you can catch me on Twitter at Damsel's Podcast, per usual. And that's probably your best bets right now because I'm still pretty intensive on my courses, my German courses. It's an immersive course. I keep calling it an intensive course, but it's pretty much the same thing. And so I'm a little bit scattered at the moment. I only have Saturday and Sundays free uh, because I am so far advanced for most people that are going to be on the podcast you know advanced as in time wise not anything else anyway sorry so (laughs) i try to only work on saturday and sunday because i go to school very early and i'm already in bed by the time most people on the east coast are getting off of work so it's a bit of a problem because i'll be going to school five days a week starting at the beginning of september i would like to have all these recorded by the end of september maybe that first weekend in October, as long as it's the last episode, but I really want to talk about these. They're very different, and The Pursuit of Dragons is steampunk Victorian age. Molly Harper (laughs) is set in the bayous of Louisiana, and so that seems pretty interesting, and I just, I love her humor. The Firefighter (laughs) Dragons Next Door Mate is contemporary and it's set in tampa but also like a mystical island of dragon shifters who were firefighters and of course muscle of dragons is about a sci-fi dragon (laughs) a sci-fi alien dragon and the (laughs) the heroine is half witch half demon and there's like all kinds of like best kind of bonkers you know, things thrown in the kitchen sink on that one. So I'm really, I'm very much down for that. I'm putting it at the end of this one. This is a Breaking Badger episode. Shelley Lawrenson is obviously one of my favorite writers of all times. And I want to kind of get this started. So if you are interested, please, 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 please email me at damselspodcast at gmail.com and Twitter. All my other social media stuff has been covered. This is like near the end, so... So, (laughs) I'm going to say have a good day. I thank my patrons so much. And you can follow this podcast at Damsel's Podcast. For Facebook, again, a group I always forget about, even though I have a challenge going on. Oh, right, we also have the Challenging Damsels. I need to get back into that. It's my own challenge, and I've just been having that burnout of reading romance kind of made me pull back a bit. But we have... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are all at Damsel's Podcast. Patreon, Patreon at Damsel's Podcast. Website, 
damselspodcast.com and I need to get back into it, but I also sometimes have reviews on books that I have read that are arcs or whatever it may be and they don't get their own episodes, so I'm going to follow up with that. And you can also email me at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you guys and have a really fun day. I know it's kind of hard to say have a fun day, but have a day where you just want to go kick a little ass. You do. You go home, you prop up your feet, and you have the most comforting thing that you can think of beside you. Food, pet, human, tree, I don't know. You go figure it out, but just go have fun. Why not go uh, kick a little ass? Haven't we learned anything from Kate Mosley in The Cutting Edge? (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 